Okay, welcome back to the this totally rad episode of the the Project Gen X podcast. I am the the tubular Alan Smith, along with that's the gnarliest intro I've ever heard you <laughs> try to do. I am Big Dave, uh, and on this episode, we are going to be doing our. Uh, well, we started off as our, as our our ten favorite uh, '80s movies. Alan did it to me again. Yeah. I, I have trouble paring this stuff down, and mm. it went from well, it was supposed to be ten, and now I have like a bunch. Yeah, it's uh, several pages. I've worth got of, I've got three pages worth of stuff, yeah. and I didn't even put down everything that I really even, wanted to. Even and, I said, "Oh, it won't be that bad." And Dave and I are both sitting here making our lists, like sitting in silence, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, damn it, I forgot about that." <laughs> Where am I going to put that? <laughs> so we compromised, kind of. I said, okay, let's just do our top 15. <laughs> so we're going to do our top 15 well, it, it, 80s it, movies. It got worse after that even because <laughs> then it was like, okay, let's leave out the horror movies and we'll do well, like said, our top 100. During, of here, here's, a, here's a spoiler or a, or a preview for Oktoberfest. We're going to come back and do our best, our, our favorite 80s horror movies. I think we ought to just do horror movies and include the stuff that you know we love from the seventies too. Or maybe we just narrow it down to our eighties horror movies, and you have to actually make a list that's cohesive. Uh, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Uh, I, I just, we'll I talk just want to love them all. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but it, but yeah. So we're going to do our uh, our top fifteen. Maybe. Well, we'll see how it goes. We're going to do our top fifteen with some uh, honorable mentions. Uh, favorite eighties movies. Uh, obviously, I, these are movies that were that, that were released between 1980 and 1989. I, I, no cheats. So uh, I did them. I did them in order of year. I went okay. from 1980 to 89. I did not. And and other thing, this is not a top like a, a list in order of our favorite. This is just list of movies that we love from that, the 80s. that are from the 80s. We yeah. did you know obviously we had done our we did our top 80 songs a while back. We also did a deep dive into the year 1984, where we talked about movies and music and and the singles that were released that year. Uh, the top that was the top, what was it the top 100 Billboard singles of the year, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, this is kind of in line with that. Uh, these are always fun, and it's also a, a fairly easy thing to fall back on when we don't have a topic. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're phoning this one in, guys. Well, we're not phoning. We're definitely not phoning it in. It's uh, this was a like I said, it was kind of one of those things. I had thought of this a, a few weeks ago, and I forgot to write it down because I have to write stuff down at my age, but or else I'll forget about it. Huh? And then tonight, after you know, we were like. We were recording, well, you know, one of our one other episodes. We're like, we need one more, we need one more, and so we were, we were, we had decided we were going to watch another movie, and then and then talk about that. And then I remembered this. Yes. I was like, oh no, I've got this. This will be fun. And then Dave immediately was like, oh no, <laughs> 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 because anytime I tell Dave to make a list of like yeah. ten, I wind, I wind up with ten. With a couple of, of honor and lynchings, and Dave winds up with a book. I end, I end <laughs> up with ten to the nth power for you, for you math so, majors. Yeah, there you there. go. So, you know, nerds. Uh, so anyway, do <laughs> you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Uh, I'm actually going to start back in 1980. Okay, so you're just going to go through. Are you going to go through year by year like you did with the yeah, the, the music? music? Yeah. All right. Well, then I'm I'm not because well, that's I don't fine. have we mine. Have, we this is why we work because we have different yeah. ways All of right. doing things. Let me guess. 1980. You have Empire Strikes Back. That right is okay. yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do not have a Star Wars movie on here. Are you kidding nope. me? I have both of them because, that came out in the because 80s. I don't consider them '80s movies. But I know they were released in the '80s. But those movies transcend time well, and space. I'll give you they so transcend uh, time and space, but they were still '80s movies. Are, are, were you talking like a like quintessential? 80s? No, feel? no. It's the same thing like when we did our 80s songs. You know, my list was stuff that reminds me of the 80s, which meant I went with a lot of synth pop. You know, uh, and, and I that went kind with of stuff. And you went was... from year to year of whatever meant something to you. Yeah. And so it was like, I went, we did, I went we autobiographical. Our, yeah, we did our lists differently then, and I'm sure we're doing them dis- differently now. So uh, high fidelity, uh, high fidelity reference. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so you, so was I, that I, your first one? That was the first one on 1982 or Uh Do you want to guess the other two? Oh, you have two of them from 1980. Yeah, two more after uh, uh, Empire. Uh, 
you probably what you said earlier. Uh, what was it? Uh, was it Scarface came out that year? No, no. You're probably not going to get either. I one. don't know. Go well yet. Um, the the second one is the Blues Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember you saying that one. And Caddyshack. Okay. I love those movies. I really like the Blues Brothers. I do not care for Caddyshack <laughs> at all. I do not. I don't get it. I never have. I've never that's thought fine. it was funny. I mean, that's just me. Again, I still you know, think it's, it's funny. I, I watched it like a month I know ago. That, I know that you know at, at one time it was considered the most quoted movie of all time or something like that. It still is. And I just, I just, I have never gotten that movie. There are several movies like that that I just, I have just never gotten whatsoever. Oh, I got all of that one. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. We're doing fifteen. Let's see. Where am I going to start here? I, I'll start with this one again. Mine aren't in, in numerical order yeah. of any type. Uh, I'm just going to start at the bottom. Um, I'm, my number 15, I've got Real Genius. That's a good one. Yes. Uh, Val Kilmer, one yeah. of his first roles. Um, great movie, man. Great movie. And um, just, uh, I have quoted that movie many, many, many times. Sure. Uh, of, of stuff, and some of them are kind of... Stuff we probably shouldn't say on the. (laughs) (laughs) Watch your tongue. My my favorite. I'm gonna do it anyway. My favorite. My favorite. uh, Or one of my favorite. Or two of my favorites. One of them is like when he when when he's introducing people. He's like, uh, "This is someone." He's like, "And this is Kent. This is what happens whenever you're sexually repressed." (laughs) He says, "I am not." He goes, "What about that time I found you and I found you naked with a with a." a bowl of jello. He's like, I was hot and I was hungry. <laughs> no. And then whenever no. he's hitting on that, that one woman, you know, later and, and mm. he's like, what do I have to do to impress you to, to get you to go out with me? She's like, um, uh, can you, can you hammer a, a six? Was it, can you hammer, hammer a six inch spike through a four inch board with your penis? Not presently. But <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're being inappropriate, um, hey, you want you, you got some Caddyshack or Blues Brothers stuff you want to go with? No, there, I'm, so. I'm going to go into my my next movie from 1981, and it's, All right. it's a Mel Brooks film. Uh, Mel Brooks is it um, History of the World Part One? Yes, All it right. is. That's a great movie. No one ever expects the Spanish Inquisition. Inquisition that's exactly yeah. right. The Inquisition. <laughs> I bet that you wish we would go away. Mel Brooks would be able to make a single film today. None of his movies. None of his. None movies. of his movies. And there's some of the greatest out there that, that because he yeah. offends everybody everyone nobody everyone. is left off the list and everyone. everybody is in on the joke yep yep um and and just raiders because of his i have raiders of the lost yeah. ark on mine also um because i couldn't i mean that was just i couldn't not put raiders of the yeah. lost ark on there i mean that 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 movie is just so good and still holds up oh yeah still holds up i'll tell you one thing that i hate that they've done to that movie in recent years oh if you go in to buy a copy of raiders of the lost ark like on blu-ray yeah it's not going to be listed under raiders of the lost ark it's, it's going to be indiana, indiana jones, jones and, and the raiders, raiders of the lost ark, ark. and yeah. i'm like no that movie is titled Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Yes, the the subsequent movies that came out after that were all Indiana Jones and, and the Temple of Doom, and the, Indiana and the Last Jones, Crusade, yeah. the, the Crystal Skull, whatever. I'm, I'll be nice because <laughs> I have a few. I have a few expletives to go with that. He's um, he's got one more movie in him, and yeah. he better make up for the Crystal Skull. Is all I'm gonna right, say. Right, but it's one of those things that that first movie mm-hmm. is called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. Definitive. I don't care what Lucas is, is trying to yeah. rewrite history to be, but yes, that movie is so good, so good. Um, so yeah, that, okay. So that got my next movie. So uh, what's your? So, so we agree on we Raiders. agree on Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Oh. Raiders was that was I was like yeah, no joke. Raiders of the Lost Arks on this one. So okay, I gotta I gotta pick one out of 1982. Mm. One out of 1982. <laughs> uh, I have one in 1982, so I'll just do that along with you. Um, I'm going with Tron. Really? Yes, I love Tron. I even like the second Tron. I own both of them, and I watch them back to back. Tron is one of those movies that I want to love. I but you can't want to love that movie, and I can't because it has pacing issues. Yes, it does more than anything else. That's what it is. It's not that it's a bad movie. It's not that. It's just that there is a really long, boring. 
sequence in the middle of it where they're on that um, that wind sail. Yes. That just goes no, that, on So you're forever. talking about the second one. No, I'm talking about the first one. The first one. There's a long sequence like that also. It's yeah, in both of them. Yeah, That's what right. killed me. I was like, really? You put this in the second one also? Yeah, because you're right. You know, you're right. And, when, and when Tron Legacy was, was in the build-up to it, I was so, God, I so excited that for that movie. And then it turned out, I was like, oh yeah. And here's a funny thing. Um, my my ex wife and I, I still we we the night before we had we had gotten sneak passes to go see Tron Legacy and I was excited. I had been looking forward to that movie for a year. Yeah, I mean I had just been oh I can't wait. Especially the first time they put some of the like the the uh, the, the teaser material out, yes. you know, showing the light cycles and stuff. I was like I cannot wait for this. This is going to be so awesome. So the night before we were going to go see it, I had a copy of Tron on DVD, and so I was like we're going to watch this. And we got about halfway into it, and I was like, I forgot how boring this movie is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then we go to the movies, and it was in 3D because that was the big thing at the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now that makes sense for this, blah, blah, blah. And we got about halfway into this movie, and I remember like looking over to her. I was like, this is just as boring as the first one. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's got some exciting sequences Say in it. Don't get me want. wrong. I love the storyline in both of them. I will tell you what I love about Tron Legacy, though. And I will fight anybody. That soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, it is. Oh my god, that's all stuff. Daft Punk. I know, I know. And, and I'm not a huge Daft Punk fan. And Daft Punk's in I, the movie. I know, but I love that soundtrack. Yeah. I love that soundtrack. Um, I love what Tron represents. Yes. That early '80s arcade culture. Yes. I love that. I love when they're in Flynn's. My, I love that scene. My more favorite than scene is when he unlocks the door and walks into the building. Yes, and he walks over to the breaker turns panel on, and know, turns it on, and everything lights up, and it's immediately Journey. It's immediately mm-hmm. Journey at eleven, mm-hmm. and all you hear all, all the, the arcade machines come beeps on. And I know, bloops and uh, I know, and like I said, that is one of those things that I could almost smell the place. Flynn, that that scene in Flynn's arcade, yeah, you know when he's playing and everybody's gathered around that stuff. That was for those of you who were not around or don't or or maybe just didn't go that much. That's what an arcade was like yeah. in the early '80s. No ifs, ands, buts about yeah. it. And th- I love I love that movie because of that. I yeah. do. Um, I, I can almost hear my feet sticking to the carpet. Yeah, yeah. I can smell the popcorn I'll say this about Tron. and the, the three-day-old hot dogs. Tron has one of the strangest endings to a movie. Yeah. Where it's you get the big resolution and everything, and then there's one more scene that's like, it kind of feels like it's tacked on. A Flynn, like, taking over the corporation, flying in on his helicopter and getting out and walking inside, and I'm like... That, that didn't need to be there at all. Well, what it was is they were planning on doing a second movie. I know, and, and then it, it got, took 30 years it got almost. Delayed. I know, I know. Well, because the thing is, it wasn't it wasn't a successful movie. No. At all. And like, it, it lost money, been. and Leg- Legacy did the same thing. So it but was, they're talking uh, about making a third I know, one, and I'm excited I know, about it. I know, it. I know. Anyway, so. so. So, okay, so my... So I'm, but just, just as a... As, just as honorable mentions in '82. This is do the honorable mentions at the uh, end. Okay. Do them at the end All because right. otherwise just, we're I, yeah. we're never going to get through this thing. Fine. Okay, my 1982 movie. Fine. This is actually the oldest movie that I have on here. All right. Uh, from the A's, it's Poltergeist. I have that one also. Yes, because say what you will about Steven Spielberg now, mm-hmm. or maybe for the last twenty. Five years or so, okay, and he's done some good stuff. I mean, like let's be honest, you know, it's one of those things that he went from. You, you go into the early stuff, you know, and you have like um, the first the first movies of his that I really love is yeah. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, okay. such a great and again movie. that came out in the seventies, yeah. you know. So, but it's one of those things that Lucas or no, it's not Lucas. I think the, Spielberg. The Spielberg. They does, might as well be brothers. One of the things that Steven Spielberg does so well, or at least he did do so well at one point. at one point, was capturing what it feels like to be a kid. Yeah. Okay. I agree with Poltergeist that. is one of those. E.T. is another one. I did not put E.T. on my list because I really don't have a whole lot of love for that movie as time has gone on. Okay? I, I love that movie, and it's it's kind of in there. Yeah, but Poltergeist, you know, there, there's certain things about it. He did a wonderful job of capturing suburbia. Yeah. Like, before all the weird stuff happens, you know. Yeah. It's one of those things where he's a wonderful job of, of capturing suburbia and, and what it's like to be a kid in that environment, you know. Absolutely. And I saw this movie numerous amount of times. 
probably before I should have, you know? I mean, because it, it's a pretty intense movie. It, it is. really is. And there was stuff that I didn't get. Like, I didn't, at the time, I had no idea that the parents were smoking up, you know, that they're smoking pot, because I had no idea, no reference <laughs> to that whatsoever, you know? And that's one of those things that, like, yeah, you know? Um, there, there are several things that happen in that movie that are pointing to the the older daughter like that she's pregnant when you see them when they're getting ready for school in the morning i guess i might have to okay. watch this again when they're getting ready for school in the morning yeah she is she's got a huge hickey on her neck for one thing that okay? i remember yeah but she's sitting there if you watch what she's <clears throat> eating she's eating like pickles and ice cream and yeah, and it's one of those. And I think if I if I recall correctly, she said something about feeling a little nauseous that morning or something like that. And then of course there's like there's the line later whenever they're talking about where they're going to be staying when they're leaving the house. You know, it's oh that hotel the off of blah blah blah. She's like oh yeah I know that one. Oh never mind you know type thing you know it's one of those things where yeah. like they're really kind of they're really insinuating not only that she's sexually active but that she's probably pregnant you yeah. know there's a lot of stuff like that throughout the movie that that spielberg used to do that stuff in his movies where it's yeah. like oh yeah but here's the other thing about that movie that i absolutely love is they do such a good job with the horror of it yeah it's little things you know yes there's the scary clown scene that kind of stuff but i think one of the most terrifying things that's in that is that first scene you get where there's the uh, and it is it's right after the whole they're smoking pot, you know, and, and like the kids, like he's scared because there's a thunderstorm coming. He's like, yep. oh, you know, count the, you know, count it. And he's laying there, and you know, the the lightning, you know, and he's counting for the thunder, but he's watching that tree. You're back to poltergeist now. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Poltergeist, yeah. yeah. And he's watching that tree, and you know, you know, eventually the tree does come alive. Yeah. But those those scenes of him watching the the tree and the lightning. And I remember being a kid and watching stuff outside the window that you could only see just a little bit in the light when a car came by or, or whatever type stuff. And your mind starts (laughs) imagining so much more than what's there. I remember this as a kid, the house that we lived in, in Kentucky, um, had curtains in the room, but it also had like some shears or something. Right, 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 right. And the way they were pulled across each other, it looked like a witch's hat. Yeah, when the light, when oh, light from outside would come that's, through, and that used to freak me I out know, as a kid. I know. So yeah. Anyways, so Poltergeist. That that's my that's my my second one. And on you got you got to love a cursed horror movie. And there is, I mean, they they have definitely you know, the the of course the the girl that played Carol Ann yep. died a few years later when they were made, after they had completed the third one. Yeah. The older daughter was killed by her boyfriend yep. after the, the production of the first one, like in between the first and second one. That's why they changed our, maybe they wrote her out, wrote her out. I don't remember the second one off the top of my head. Yep. And there were several other things that, that's happening above uh, crew members dying and stuff like that. So yep. yeah, there is that whole, you know, uh, what's your next, your next movie? Well, I guess you're in 1983. I'm into 83. Of course I've got Jedi on there because you've got to put Jedi in there. If you say so. Um, so. But the other one I put in there is war games. War Games is in my honorable mention. I love I originally that had movie. War Games on this. Um, oh, I know another one. I forgot to put on my honorable mention. Yeah, uh, that that reminds me. Uh-huh. See, I'm not. I'm as you're as bad as I am. And I'll, I'll tell you that because th- that reminded that reminded me of of one. Um, I had War Games in my original list. And I took it out to add something else in, and, and I don't regret it, but I kind of wish that, you know, it, War Games was still on this because, again, that is, uh, you know, Matthew Broderick, uh, Ali, um, Ali Sheedy, mm-hmm. and the whole, you know, of course, when we were, when we were growing up in the 80s, the whole, um, well, crap, I accidentally left another one off of here. I didn't mean to. No, I mean, I had it on here, and I apparently erased it. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things that, you know, we, we grew up in a, a threat of nuclear war, and that's yes, what this movie did. is. You know, hey, can somebody hack and, and you know, and, and do this? Will artificial intelligence start a war? This was, you know? this was a movie a, about Skynet before yeah, pretty Terminator much. Happened. Yeah, pretty much. And you know what? I, but I forgot Terminator, too. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> Term, that's one of those movies that, like, I like the original Terminator, but Terminator 2 is the better yeah, it of really the two. Is. Um, 
that also means that I forgot another movie that probably should be in here. But, <laughs> well, never mind. That there, there, no. you're as bad as I am. <laughs> It's but just it's fine. I'm willing, but you know, actually, I'm the, the thing is, it. though, I'm good with the 15 that I have here. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. War Games is is a great movie, and it's one that that even almost 40 years later, you can go back and watch it, yeah. and it's not. It's War Games is one of those movies that came out in the 80s, but it's not a quote unquote 80s movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's not what you think of no, as the the, the no, Brat Pack movies. No, not in the slight. Even though you know Ali Sheedy's in it, yeah. you know, and Matthew and Matthew Matthew Broderick, you know, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> You've had him on your I mind know, for tonight. some reason. I said something earlier about the the McConaughey of it all, and that stuck in my head for some reason. Yeah. Um. So, um. Yeah, that that's a good. It, that made my honorable mention, but gotcha. that that is that would be like. Right, the next, like right under, you know. Uh, yeah. Is that all you got for eighty? For eighty three, eighty four uh, was a horror. Eighty four, I have a few. I don't have any. Mm. I, since I have several eighty fours, I'll just throw one on here out of that sure. uh, because I don't have anything older than that. Um, I put which one am I going to go with? I put a Nightmare on Elm Street. On there, I had that on my eighty four because eighty because that first Nightmare on Elm Street movie is scary. Yeah, it is. It's before Freddy Krueger became a joke. Well, it wasn't that he became a joke. It's before he became the hero, the anti-hero. Yeah, uh, where it was like everything was him, and he was doing all these one-liners, and yeah. and he became the real focus. This was a straight-up horror movie. Yes, and it he was. is terrifying in certain scenes. You know, I mean, it, it's and it, and the way that it's shot and everything, it yeah. is just great. So, uh, Wes Craven. Wes Craven. It, he, he was the master of horror. I'm yeah. sorry. So, so yeah, I, I pulled that one out of '84. Um, that was on my '84 list. Okay. Um, I've got a bunch on my '84 list. Of course you do. <laughs> um, but the one I think I'm going to put out there is one of my favorites out of '84. Okay. Is the Last Starfighter. That is on my honorable mention. Um, matter of fact, I just picked up a Blu-ray copy of that. Not long ago. Can we watch it at some point? Sure. I, can't, I haven't been able to find a copy um, of that. I love that movie. That that movie. First off, how was there never a sequel to this movie? Oh, no joke. I mean, seriously. Really? Uh, secondly, how was there never a video game of that movie? I mean, it's a movie about, about video, video game. game. I know. Yeah. I mean, it just... how it. And again, it's that whole... The trailer park that they live in, there is a video game yeah. there. And, and that was the thing. You would go in places, just these little out of the way. You'd go in some little backwoods, whatever, and there would be two arcade machines in there. Or it'd be an arcade machine and a claw machine. Yeah, I mean, something like that. Yeah. Usually it was arcade machines back then, you know, and usually it was Pac-Man yeah. and something else. It was Pac-Man you know? or na- and Asteroids, usually. Yeah, or, some, or yeah, but Pac-Man was definitely yeah. a... Uh, a thing, but it the yeah, and, and that was what was really cool. You know, every time that you know we would go somewhere, I knew that I was going to find an arcade machine somewhere, or there was going to be a small arcade somewhere. Yes, you know, a lot yeah, of times, absolutely. like you know, we would go, we would go camping a lot of times. You know, not any like not really like out camping, but go to like camp. You know, where there's actual campsites. You know, and like one of the state parks, yeah, or something. Or something. And they would usually have. Like where they had the uh, like you know there was a the, usually a bathhouse or there was a, or where you get laundry do laundry or whatever or you could go to the lodge yeah or lodge and, and there would have, usually be a room that had game room several, and it'd have a it'd have a pay pool table it'd right. have a ping pong table right. and it'd have three or four arcade, arcade games. machines yeah. I know and it just uh, so yeah last last Starfighter great that is a great movie that it really is and like, like I said I don't I know they've been talking about doing a a sequel which I'm not a huge fan of doing sequels 25 30 out, 40 yeah. years beyond but they've also talked about maybe doing a uh, a ser- like a television series like Amazon Prime or something like that oh that would be and cool. I'm like okay that's fine if you want to, to like pick it up with someone else you know like later down the maybe line like or something. Maybe like that guy's kids or something. Yeah, you know, or whatever of down the line, this yeah. is where we go to. So anyway, yeah, Last Starfighter, that's a good one. That's Love a good that one. one. That was in what, 84? 84. Uh, okay, so let me pick another 84 here since we're in 84. Uh, I'll go with Gremlins. Oh, that's a good one. That um, That's on my list also. Gremlins is a great movie. <laughs> Great Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> Great horror Christmas horror movie. Horror Christmas movie, yeah. Um, yeah, that that movie, I mean, it just... Another one of those, like, 
it was one of the one of the movies that ultimately wound up causing the the NC or the uh, PG thirteen rating. Yeah, that and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which both yep. came out the same, same year. year. Uh, and Ghostbusters came out that year also. Yes, it did. That's on um, my list. It's also. on my list as well. Uh, yeah, you know, we go ahead and say Ghostbusters, Gremlins, and Ghostbusters. I mean, those yeah. they came. The funny thing is, we talked about this. They were released the same weekend. Yes, if you can imagine that, that would never happen today. No, never happened today but those were released the same weekend in 1984 in june and it's just one of those things where you're like you've got to be kidding me but both good movies just yeah heck of a double feature it really is you know um do we really have anything to say about ghostbusters that hadn't already been said or that we haven't already (laughs) said we haven't said i know so it's a, a gremlins i know we didn't talk about quite as much um that movie is it's dark I mean, and I'm not. And I know everybody kind of goes back to the whole the, the, the oh. story that Phoebe Cates tells about you yeah. know about her dad, but beyond that, I mean, it is a dark movie. I know it's yes, a comedy. It I know it is one of the, it is a dark comedy on top of it all, and uh, it is a uh, it's a good movie. And again, it still holds up. The special effects especially hold up in that because it's all yeah. practical. It's all practical effects. You know. Yes, it is. So uh, okay, what do you got? Uh, I guess eighty five is what we're getting into. Well, there's only one movie to pick in eighty five, which is The Breakfast Club. You're wrong. There are a couple others, but I have okay. Breakfast Club is actually in my honorable mentions. What? I originally had it on there, but I, I preempted it for something else. I mean, I've got some and other stuff. And it's a great movie. I've it got is some a great other movie. stuff I have on it, there. Again, I have it on, on Blu-ray. I, I mean, Back to the Future is on that list. Yeah, I didn't even put that on mine. Goonies is on that list. Goonies is on mine. Uh, Weird Science is on that list. Eh, I'm not a big fan of that one so much. Now, well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you're, you're getting into my actual, you know. Okay. Real Genius came out in 85 also, which I've already talked yes, about. Yes, absolutely. Um, the Goonies... Which we all know. Yeah, see, that's I'm so sick of that. Um, okay, I, I'm just I, I, I love, love the Goonies. Guy. That whole I could do without the sloth of it all, to be honest. You know, I mean, it's like if they took that character out, I think I would be fine. You know, with with the movie just as well, maybe even better. Um, the other. 1985 movie that I have that I really want to talk about though. Okay. Clue. Oh, I've got that on my list. Yes, also. that's a 1985 movie. The uh, life would be a dream. I know. <laughs> shaboom, shaboom. <laughs> okay, Madeline Kahn. Yes. Um, Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Um, uh, Martin Mull. Why don't we just pull it up here? Leslie Ann Warren. Tim he, Curry. Yes. Lee Ving. Um, who am I missing? Who was uh, it that I'm, played Mrs. Peacock? I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking for the... God, what's her name? Um, I'm looking for the cast now. Oh, what is her name? It's going to kill me that I can't remember her name. Oh, Michael McKeon I've, played I've, Mr. Green. I've got my magic witch box out and, now. And um, what is... Her? You had Eileen Brennan. Eileen Brennan, that's her As name. Mrs. Peacock. That's you her. had Tim Curry as yep. Wadsworth, Madeline so Kahn. Mr. As, Body. Oh no! Actually, that was leaving played Mr. Body. I'm yeah, sorry. no, he's. I'm looking at the cast list. What's worth? I just named them all. Eileen yeah. <laughs> uh, Brennan was the one that I missed. I knew because I, I, just, I could see her face, but didn't know her name. Even but yeah, that and what's cool? Bill about, Henderson was a what cop. is so good about that movie is that when it was released, Jane Wideland was a singing telegram. Yeah, I know she yeah. was a, when. That movie was released. It was legitimately released with three different endings. Yes, it was. And depending on where you saw it, at what theater, depending on depended on what ending that yes. you got. So anyone who has seen it in the meantime, whether it was on VHS or DVD or on HBO or whatever it yep. was, and you get to the end of the of the movie and it says. That's what could have happened, but what about this? Yeah. Well, where they pick up there, if you went to a certain theater, that's what that was the ending you got. And then after they get finished with that, it says, but here's what really happened. Yep. And that third ending, which kind of sews up all of it, you know, a little better than the, than the other two, I, in my opinion, uh, is, again, if you went to the right theater, yep. that's the ending that you got. So that's pretty genius, I think. Absolutely. And they, there's been talk about a remake, and I'm like, no, that Leave movie is alone. perfect the way that it is. Yes. So, yeah, that, that clue is one of those that I can it's still, 35 years later, I can go back and watch that movie, and it still holds up. Absolutely. So, all right, what do you got? Um, 
86. Okay. I'm going with Labyrinth. Okay. With David Bowie. I have three 86 movies. Well, I've and got yes. more than that, but I'm, well, I'm picking know. Labyrinth as my favorite for but these, But these, obviously, I'm not going by year, so these yeah. are the, okay. Um, Labyrinth is a good movie. Yes. It's, actually, it's a really good movie. Th- again, did not do well at the box office. No, it's a cult. At all. It's a cult classic. Um, I went to the theater and saw that movie. So did I. I remember seeing a trailer for it and saying, I have to see that. Yeah. Um, Jim Henson Studios, you know, did all the Muppets. It's all Muppets. It's all practical effects. Yep. You know, like kind of sub Jennifer Connelly before she really blew up, you know. David Bowie. I mean, come it's on. The Goblin the, King. David, I mean. Let me tell is, you, this year, if he showed up and invited me to take me, uh, yeah, I, I would <laughs> just go. You know, it's one of those things with Bowie, that, and it goes back, I've said this many times, that when, when David Bowie died, it really affected me. Yeah. Because Bowie had always been around in my life, whether it was the music or it was Labyrinth yeah. or something like that, where he, he would, you know, he, he was always, it was this ever-present. And yeah. it was kind of one of those things of, no, Bowie's always here. He's, you know, he he's your, your weird uncle that, <laughs> that shows up from time to time that the other family's kind of like, eh, we don't know about him, yeah. you know. But all the kids are like, no, that dude's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. I want to be and, that uncle. Yeah, exactly. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, and so especially, you know, there are a lot of people. I, I have heard many people say on wherever they are on the sexual spectrum, that David Bowie and Labyrinth was the beginning of their sexual awakening. <laughs> I've heard many women say that. I've heard many men say that as well. <laughs> I'm just going to take your word for it there. <laughs> but I remember watching and thinking, that dude's cool. Is yeah. That dude is cool. And not even really, I mean, I knew some of his music, but I didn't, I at that point, at 13 years or 11 years old yeah. when that movie came out, not knowing just how cool David Bowie really was yet. That yeah. would come later. And then I was like, oh, no, that dude's that's awesome. So, a lot of people are age. Yeah. That's where they first got introduced to Bowie. That and Let's Dance. Yeah. Because those, you know, uh, and then you go back and you start discovering everything else, yeah. you know. It's like, ooh. Uh, yeah, even movie roles, you yeah. know. And, and that's one of the things you know, we talked, we were talking about Christopher Nolan not long, you know, earlier this evening. And that is a. I have many times said that I personally, um, even after seeing Tenant, that I don't care for Nolan's movies outside of the Batman stuff and the prestige, which, you know, David Bowie plays Nikola Tesla in yeah. that movie, and he's wonderful in it. He's very, it's a very small role, yeah. but every time that he's on, he's on, he's on camera it's like oh yeah, this, this movie just got a whole lot better. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what do you got next? Um... You're in 86, I know. Mm. Well, I, I just did 86. Oh, I'm sorry. That you're was, in 86. That was, That's that right, was Labyrinth. Um, 87? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a toss-up between Lost Boys and Some Kind of Wonderful. Mm, see, I don't even... Some Kind of Wonderful is a forgotten John Hughes movie. It is. It really is. But it's a wonderful it is a, little it is a, fil- a flick. It's a good movie, I, I, I'll admit. But it is kind of, it, it's been overshadowed by his other stuff. It is. And it is well worth going back and, and revisiting. Um, um, the Lost Boys. I'm sorry. I like I the Lost Boys. I like the Lost Boys. More for the aesthetic that it brings than I do the actual movie. If that makes sense, it makes sense. Yeah, but you're wrong. Now the soundtrack's amazing. The well, soundtrack's the best amazing. Soundtrack's ever. I, I'm sorry I love that, this yeah. movie. It's a Corey movie, and it's like the best Corey's movie. You know, I mean, that's as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, it's the only Corey's movie. Oh come on, you've seen Dream a Little Dream and License to Drive. Uh, and yes, <laughs> I have, and I, this is still, as far as I'm concerned, know, the only know, Corey's know, movie know, worth watching. Um, but yeah, no, I do. I don't get me wrong. I do like the Lost Boys. It. I don't like any of the sequels. Um, no, the sequels are awful. They're don't, terrible. Don't watch any of them. Just but watch the original and be done with it. The Lost Boys, and of course, you know, it was a uh, Joel Schumacher movie who, yes. whom we lost earlier this year. Yeah. Um, and the the big probably honestly the biggest problem I have with the movie, you know, honestly the the biggest problem I have with it is the special effects. Some of them don't hold up very well over time. Um, the no. ending when the, they're flying through the air, I mean, it's pretty pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean all the practical effects hold up fine. 
but that early like green screen CGI just does not hold no, whatsoever. Not really. But the movie, you know, like I said, it did bring a new aesthetic, especially to the vampire lore, yeah. you know. Um, and so I, I do, I do like the movie. It's just not one of my top, yeah. for, you know. Okay, you said we we're in what eighty seven? Eighty seven. Oh, he's I'm making really a face. because I have two eighty seven movies. Just go for both of them. What are they? The Monster Squad. That's a good one. Love that movie. Love that movie. I always have. One of those... The Monster Squad is one of those movies that came out in the 80s that was marketed to kids that is not a kid's movie. The Goonies was kind of like that, too. Yeah. Where it's like, yes, there are kids in this. Yes, it's got a kid's adventure. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that is not geared to kids. You know, if you think about it, they kind of did that with Gremlins. Oh, they did because, that with a lot of movies. Because they, you know, well, they, in the previews it was all gizmo. One of one of my honorable mentions, which came out around this time, was another one of those movies, which is Adventures in Babysitting. Yes. Which is a, oh, this is a kid's movie. Oh, no, Ooh. it is not a kid's movie. There's a lot of stuff in that that is not geared to kids. Um, Goonies is kind of like that. Yeah. Um, one of my one of my other honorable mentions, my science project. That's a yeah. Is is a, is kind of another one of that's, those. That's where um, I started wanting a GTO. Yeah, you know, so it's one of those that the Monster Squad hits that. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, okay, let me go ahead and do my other because the thing is, I'm running out of stuff. Or, or actually, no, you're running out of of years, and I still have stuff on here. That's fine. Uh, I, I, my I, other eighty seven is summer school. Yes. Yeah, I had forgotten about that I movie. I love that movie. Yeah. I have always loved that movie. Uh, Mark Harmon, before he was ever... Yep. Uh, um, Gibbs. 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 I always say Riggs. That's a different movie. My wife would kill you. <laughs> I know. Before he was ever in that kind of stuff. Um, Kirstie Alley. But more importantly, Chainsaw and Dave. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You know, what my, you know what my favorite... Courtney Thorne Smith was in this movie. Yeah. That was like before she was anything. You so. know what my favorite character in that whole movie mm-hmm. is? It's the guy who asked to go to the bathroom. And he comes back and he scores the highest score on well, the... Well, he, he asks to go to the bathroom. He hands him the bathroom key. Yeah, he leaves and with, comes back. With that, and, that's attached to a toilet seat. Right. And you don't see this guy... Until they take the test. For the rest of the movie, until they take the test, and he's the highest score. I know. And he comes back, room. he's like, where you been? Bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that movie is really good. Um, it, uh, yeah, it, uh, Chainsaw and Dave, these two characters, they're like really into horror movies. They're really into the Chicks' Chainsaw Massacre, yes, is what it is. That's what it and is. they want to be like special effects artists and stuff. And, and they're they're like, you know, uh, they're asked to write a paper. That's like, what, a thousand words or whatever. Or, or it's a hundred, it's like 200 words or something like that. Yeah. So they write a paper about Rick Baker. And of course they're like drawing it out as long as they can, you know, and they keep saying, you know, like a uh, special ex- special effects artist and creature creator, Rick Baker, blah, blah, and they say that like four or five times and they get down. And that's why we love special effects artist and creature creator, Rick Baker. Very, 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 very much. 200 words right on the nose. Yes. Anyway, it's that type of stuff, and they're just characters, you know. And of course, yeah. it, it, check it out. Summer school, great movie. Yeah. Uh, still, and some of the humor might not hold up quite as well as is, you know. No, not nearly was, as bad as some other stuff. It was definitely an eighties. Is a def, definitely an eighties. Yeah. Like they they made some jokes that probably wouldn't fly in twenty twenty, and well, wouldn't fly in twenty twenty. Yeah. And but it, it's a fun movie. So um, okay, what do you got next? You're in what, 88? 88. Three words. Hmm. Beetlejuice. 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 I got, Beetlejuice. I've got it on mine also. Yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to say it. Best movie that Tim Burton's ever done. Uh, yeah, I'll agree. <laughs> okay? I'll agree. <laughs> I like a couple other Tim Burton movies. And I say a couple because really and truly, it's a couple. And that's it. I have always said that Tim Burton is more style over substance. And I know, I know, I know. My my favorite two Tim mm -hmm. Burtons are this and Nightmare Before Christmas. See, I don't... Well, here's the thing. Tim Burton only produced Nightmare Before Christmas. And still get that Tim Burton feel to it. I love the soundtrack for 
yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't really care for the movie a whole lot. Love the movie. Um, I love this. I love Beetlejuice. I love Ed Wood. Yeah, that one's which fun. I I have I finally got a copy of that, and I love Big Fish. Oh, I love Big but Fish. But Big Fish is a completely different movie. Yes, that it is, is all about fathers and sons, and it's it is one of those movies that I will roll out every five or six years yes. of okay it's going to be another five or six years before i can watch this again <laughs> I, I love that movie but it is it's, it's it's a great movie uh i i'll be honest the rest of, the, of his stuff i can do without so um, well, fine, i just way. that way but beetlejuice yeah. is a masterpiece yeah it is a masterpiece so uh all right so that was what 88 do 88? i have any more 88s hold on uh i do okay they live oh yeah I am here uh, to chew bubblegum bubble gum and kick ass, and I am all out, out of, of bubblegum. Bubble <laughs> the year that Roddy Piper died, which yeah. was like five years, five years now since he, or no. whatever it was. Maybe it's longer than that. I th- No, I think it was five years. I think it was five years ago. Rowdy Roddy Piper was Rowdy, Roddy one Piper of my guys. was my guy yeah. in wrestling. The year that he died, I named my fantasy football team all out of bubblegum. Nice. That was my and my and my and my little uh, icon was a picture of him in in with the sunglasses and the shotgun. Yeah. And the <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> that was it's like no Piper Piper was my guy in yeah. wrestling. And, Absolutely. Uh, but yes, they live and <clears throat> depending on. Well, actually, it doesn't even depend on which side of the aisle you're on these days. I think a lot of people can kind of go to those they live memes of yes. the obey and the, you know all the spend more money and all that kind of stuff. And there's I mean, somebody it just, making obey t-shirts. I know, I know, and all that stuff where it's just like, wow, that, that, when did 2020 become so? <laughs> yeah. When, when did all these movies that we grew up on become so like you know, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they saw into the future yeah. <laughs> to what we were going to be living in one Prophetic. day. So, prophetic. That's it. Prophetic. Uh, but yeah, they live. I had to put that one on here because, you know, it, it's one. Of, it's a sci-fi movie. It's a horror movie. It's an action movie. It's a drama. It's, it's I mean, a social commentary. It's, a, it's very much a social commentary. And uh, it, yeah, just a, a great, great movie. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, what do you have for 89? Dead Poet Society. Okay. I don't have it on any of my lists here. Love that movie. Um, that is, I have not seen that movie in a very long time. I remember it being very, very good. Though. Yeah. Um, that. Actually, loosely based off of a private school here in Nashville. Oh, really? So I didn't know that part. So. Yeah. Um, that movie, that, that was one of the. Not the first time, but that was one of the, the the times that we saw Robin Williams in a serious role yes. and realized just how good of an actor he is. Yes, you know, like in, in in those dramatic roles. You know, there was back then there was Moscow on the Hudson was one that he had done back in the mid '80s somewhere. Yeah, that was kind of the first time we we're like, oh, dude, that guy is he's a dramatic actor. You know, and then there was this, and then there was the Fisher King. Oh, and those were like I the, forget about yeah, the Fisher and King. those were and he was nominated for an Oscar for the Fisher Absolutely. King, and it was one of those things where it's like that's where all of a sudden we're like no Robin Williams is a really and then there was also what the, was the one with um was it Matt Damon? Oh, you're talking about um um uh, 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 where he uh, placed uh, the yeah Goodwill per, Hunting yeah that was in the the nineties that it was, was in the nineties yeah but, but he, still, that's where as, he won his Oscar yeah it was on it was that for best supporting actor but he had also done another movie I think it was called was it Awakenings. Another dramatic role that he had done yeah. in this late '80s, early '90s, or whatever, where people all—they were like, "Man, this guy's going to win an Oscar one of these days." Yes. You know? But yeah, Dead Poet Society is is a good movie. Uh, I remember watching that, and it really affecting me. Uh, the one kid that you know wanted to be an actor, and his dad yep. wasn't going to let him, and he wound he wound up killing himself yes, because he, he was like, "I don't want to have to have all these expectations on me." Yeah. Somewhere down, and this is also one of those that you know, going back to our Fight Club. Uh, you know, that interview that I talked about that uh, Polinick did with um, uh, Joe Rogan, where he said, you know, as men, you know, he said there's women every few years get a sisterhood of the traveling pants or, yeah. you know, uh, any no- steel magnolias or whatever, you know, type stuff that they can rally around. It's like with men, we have two things. We have Fight Club and we have Dead Poet Society. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you're right. You're right. These are the two times that we're told, OK, it's OK to feel something. And even since then, Dead Poet, I mean, uh, and Fight Club has come under 
you know, and scrutiny even, of, oh, even, well, that's toxic masculinity and blah, blah, blah. And you know, even then, a, you can almost limp, uh, lump the, the deer hunter in yeah, with that one, too. Yeah, but that's more for our dads than it, it is, is for us. Than, you know, it um, is, but I remember watching that. And, yeah, that's, it's a hard movie. Yeah. That is a tough movie to watch. And um, so, yeah, uh, Dead Poet Society, that's, that's a good. I don't have an 89. Okay. Um, but I have one, two, I have three. Three more movies that I have that have, that's fine. I got others that I can add to the list. Well, that's the whole. You know, there's 15. I know you kind of went through them by whatever, but yeah. here are my okay. What's your next one? Transformers the movie, which is the cartoon from '86. Yes. Okay. okay, again, 12 years old, going in. Hey, it's Transformers at that age where it's. I was 12. Yes. My friends that were older were leaving toys behind and cartoons and that kind of stuff, and I was still in the... But I still like the stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, they made a big movie. And then going in, and like Optimus Prime dies in the first 15 minutes of the movie, you know, as yep. well as a few others. And it's just like, holy crap, you know? And so it's one of those things that, like, you know, when they put out the 30th anniversary of this a few years ago, I went and bought the Steelbook version of it. They did a... Um, they played it with the um, was it the Fathom events played it you know oh, a few years ago yeah, I went yeah, and yeah. saw it again in the theater because I remember going and seeing it when I was twelve years old you know type stuff yeah. I love that movie and the soundtrack's wonderful the soundtrack is wonderful really oh my goodness I have to place it it's dude it is eighties is everything and it's a lot of like eighties hair metal but not nice. bands that you know I mean but it's all done yeah. at, like you know and even like the the Transformers theme song is done in that metal type yeah. you know it's really it's really a good and of course that's where Stan Bush's The Touch comes from yeah. you know and, and it's some <laughs> iconic stuff Weird Al's Dare to be Stupid was on that soundtrack you know oh was it yeah, really yeah so I mean it, it's that type of stuff you well, know there, there's another movie that I can add to UHF was on UH- in 89 yeah. yeah I forgot that would yeah that, that would probably need to be on here somewhere my next one well I can I can add I can add movies in between uh, okay. ne- Never Ending Story <laughs> I loved that movie when I was a kid. I don't have quite the, the fondness for it as I get older now. This is this um, is where I now just, I have not seen it in a long time. I I'll mean, admit that. I tray you. I and, know. Uh, um, unfortunately, it gave us a shitty metal band, you know. <laughs> but that scene, <laughs> the 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 bog of sadness, I know, or the bog of sorrow, oh. or whatever it is. Yeah, with the the yeah, the horse just gives up and dies. goes with it, and yeah. it's like, wow, that's again, kids' movie. You know, that's yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, here you go. Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I am one of the five people who actually saw this in theaters. Okay, I, I did. This was I a did. V- this was a VHS um, rental for me, and I saw it in theaters and absolutely fell in love with it. And I know this soundtrack backwards and forwards. I love this movie, and it is oh man! I tell you what's really cool. They shot a different ending, an original ending to it, where Audrey 2 wins. Like, there's this whole sequence of, like, really? a whole bunch of, of, like, Audrey 2s, like, taking over the world type stuff that the theaters, the the, uh, the movie studio was like, we can't end this way. We, we, we're going to have to go back. So they went back and reshot yeah. the whole, you know, where they wound up beating the, the plant, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But on the Blu-ray that came out, like the, the 30th anniversary They've or whatever, the, it's, the, the ending alter- is on there. Nice. The, 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 the original ending is on there. It's wonderful. Steve Martin. Oh, I know. I know. As the dentist, Dr. Mushnick. Yeah. The, You'll the be mas- a dentist. I know. It's, Masochistic it's so, I know. A sadist. He's Sad- a sadist. Yeah. Yes. Because that's that's one of the that's one of the, the yeah that's one of the big plot points of that movie. One of the first movies mm-hmm. to give me a nightmare after I watched it. Yep. Uh, Eighty four, Dreamscape. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't like that movie as much as most everybody else. Really? Does. Now I have not seen it in a long time. Uh, I may it may I may need to go back and rewatch it at some point. I I um, I remember this movie vividly from my childhood. And it was definitely I, a VHS. I rem- yeah, I, I, I conned yeah, my mother. I did not see it in theaters. It, yeah. it was because it, it was again the same thing with like and it, and this one is on my honorable mention. And I actually did get the Blu-ray of this recently and rewatched it, and it still holds up for the most part. And that's Red Dawn. Oh yes, those absolutely. two. Red Dawn came out was the first in or saying he said the first PG thirteen movie, and yes. the next week Dreamscape came out and yep. was the second PG thirteen movie released. 
Uh, Red Dawn holds up really well and is really scary sometimes to watch, even now. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, a lot of people... And back... I'm not talking about that crappy remake. Okay. I'm talking we about the to, original. We uh, need to have a talk about this, um, because a lot of people like you hate on the remake. I don't hate on the remake no. as much as everybody else does. Okay. I enjoy the I enjoy the movie. Okay. I prefer the original, mm-hmm. but if the, the remake is on, you know, I'll sit down okay. and I'll watch it. My last on my official top fifteen. Sure. Stand by me. Absolutely. That's on that's on my list. Love that movie. Hey, you want to see a dead body? I know, man. It, it again, Stephen King movie. Yes. You know, it was based on uh, the the body was the name of it. It was in yep. the different seasons. It was a short story yeah, collection. It was in deep, different seasons. Yep. Uh, that book had the body. Yep. It had um uh it's not called the Shaw. It's called the Shawshank Redemption, but it's something, something in the Shawshank Redemption. It's what's her name? Uh, um, Marlene Dietrich. Mar- is it Marlene Dietrich in the or something? It's it's one of those yeah. old. It's one of those classic Hollywood actresses. I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head. And then it also because had, it was the movie poster. He was hanging on the wall to right, cover right, up the right, hole right. that he escaped yeah, exactly. out of. And I can't remember who who it is. On the, uh, and then what was the other one? There was another that they made a movie out of that came out of that. Um, because the fourth one, where is it? The fourth story in there has never been, I don't think it's ever had like a studio made movie, but it is one of the uh, the Dollar Babies. Has been, it's been made several times that okay. way. Um, hold on, let me pull it up here because I'm going to kick myself when I, uh, yeah. when I when I say, oh, it was, you know. Uh, da, 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 da. here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, what was the story? What was the story? What was the story? Ah, needful things. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it no, wasn't. That no, it was... wasn't. That was not. That's not right. That's not right. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We'll do this differently. Just go to Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because that's a trustworthy source. Well, but it's more trustworthy than just having stuff. Yeah. Let's see. Um, quick facts. Different seasons. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank That's edition. it, yeah. Apt Pupil. That was the other oh, one. Oh, I always that forget the about other Apt one. Pupil. Yeah. The other one is called The Breathing Method. Uh, which is the fourth? It's the Winter Tale. Uh, it's been made like a couple times. You, you know about the Dollar Babies, right? Mm. The Dollar Babies, basically, what Stephen? One of the the cool things that Stephen King has done uh, throughout his career is that he he allows what he calls the Dollar Babies. Anyone who wants to make one of his movies, like it's, it's like a film student, mm-hmm. can license the rights for a dollar. Oh, okay. And they call them the Dollar Babies. I wish I'd known about that yeah. when I was in school. Yeah, so it's one of those things that you, you have to like fill out some forms, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. But you can license it for a dollar, and it's, of course there's stipulations like it can't be shown in yeah. you know, major theaters and that kind of stuff. But he, he wanted to help out film students, sure, you know, and that kind of stuff. And that one, the breathing method, has been done. Now apparently there's supposed to be a an actual produ- production of it that they're going to make, you know, somewhere in a studio. Yeah. But yeah, Apt Pupil, which came out in, what, 2000 or something, yeah, like, something that, like that, and, which is about Nazis. That's uh, a dark... Yeah, and that, but that came out of this, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, Rita Hayworth, that's why I knew that it was one of those old-time, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, Stand By Me is just so good. And Richard Dreyfuss is wonderful in that, doing the, the, the narrating, yeah. you know, and even the, just the the... The scenes that he he's in in the beginning and the end, uh, you know, as being a writer writing the story about when he was a kid, you know, and this this trip that him and his best friends went on, and and everything is really great. So yeah, I, I love that movie. So, anyways, that's all. Oh, hold on, let me make sure before I tell you that. Yeah, we've talked about all of those. Now we're into. I have one i have three movies on my best on my well actually i have two movies that's left because i mentioned red dawn it's on my my um um honorable mentions okay cloak and dagger do you remember that movie yeah absolutely okay this is a movie that i i i, I want to get this and, and rewatch it again i remember seeing it again i did not see it in theaters 
I saw it in um, you know when it hit, once it hit home video. Yep. It's got uh, Henry Thomas from E.T. Yeah. It has um, uh, Dabney Coleman plays his dad. Oh, I'd forgotten. Yeah. That. And I can't remember who else is, but it's another one of those. It's kind of in that same vein with War Games. Yeah. Where he Henry Thomas loves playing this game called Cloak and Dagger that has that it's a role playing game and I forget it's Jack something I can't remember what the guy's name is. it's like the char- the main character you know yeah. he, he really loves this character and all that kind of stuff and he's always playing well they make a Cloak and, Ca- and Dagger video game and it's for like I think it's the Atari fifty two hundred at the time or something it's 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 an Atari game yeah. is what it is and he gets a copy of it and it won't play right well what it is is that he has typical 80s movie especially kids adventure movie um there are um there are i think soviet secrets on this cartridge yeah that um they were using the video game yeah they were were the smuggler and and the the spy that had them was compromised and he and he wound up dropping the area giving the game off or something he winds up with it and it's this whole thing of who's going to wind up with it, you know, type stuff. And, and it turns into a real game of Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, and, yeah, and it, it's it's a really, it's a pretty good movie from what I remember. Uh, I have not seen it in a long time, but I loved it. I, I watched it no telling how many times when yeah. I was, you know. Um, the other one that I have on here is <laughs> Back to the Beach. Okay, Back I know. Back to the Beach. Back to the Beach. It is a, it is a Frankie Avalon oh, and a Net Funicello no. movie. I have it in my honorable mentions because it was basically 30 years later. They're adults. You know, they're married. They're older. You know, like they're remember, middle aged. No, yeah. I remember the movie. And I was so, forced to watch it because I had two sisters. Lori Laughlin plays their daughter. They're going to. They're going to. Who's going to jail now? Yeah, she, they're going, going to Martha Stewart jail. Yeah, they're going. They're going to see her. And she's living with her boyfriend, and they don't know it. And it's, so it's just kind of this whole, like, you know, the parents and the kids. And like yeah. Now, the best thing about this movie, because the movie itself is honestly not that great. Wait, wait, I'm going to tell you what the best part of the movie was. Hmm. The end. <laughs> no. Where it was over. No. Is the fact Where you could return it to the rental. There, there are a place. bunch, there are a bunch of, of songs in the movie. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of music in this movie. Okay, I love it because I know how campy it is. You, know, you get like Pee Wee Herman show up and he's doing Surfing Bird, you know, and all this kind of you know, it's like kind of junk. What's really Dude, cool? This movie though, wasn't campy. This oh, was this movie is campy. This as was everything. highly refined. This again, Velveeta this cheese. again is one of those movies I have seen umpteen times. I watched, we had it, I had recorded it off of HBO or something, and I have watched it over and over and over I'm and starting over to again. understand what's wrong with you. <laughs> well, what's kind of cool is that Dick Dale. Is in it playing himself, yeah, and he that this this you know this club they go to, you know that they keep going to like she Lori Laughlin works there and her boyfriend you know is works there also yeah. you know and um, he's the the band leader and they keep doing like like they you know they do like um, they're doing Dick Dale's yeah hits. out there having fun in the old warm yeah. California sun you know and all that they're doing all this stuff. What's really cool though is some of like like Fishbone winds up in this movie. You yes, know, I remember it's one that. Of those things. Now, one of the other things, it's a very small cameo. Mm-hmm. There is a transition where they're inside the club moving between scenes. I think Fishbone scenes. actually helps Pee Wee Sermon. No, they do a song called Ska, Do the Ska or something like that. It's oh, terrible. Right. It's terrible. Right. Annette Funicello sings a song about Ska music, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. But but it is Fishbone that, that it's like backing her up on yeah. this and everything. No, what, what a saying, shocking surprise to everybody who went out and bought Fishbone <laughs> albums after this movie came I know, out. I know. The other thing is that they show they have this this little like maybe maybe twenty second scene that's that's a transition while yeah. they're in the club going to it, and it's Dick Dale and his band playing, and they're doing surf. You know, they're just doing like surf rock. You know, there's no singing; it's just the guitar. You know, it's just the playing. Classic Dick Dale. Stevie Ray Vaughan is playing with them. And it's really awesome. Like it's like wow, that is really really so cool. So what needs to happen so, is I need to borrow a copy of it. And I've cut, got it. Cut all, <laughs> drop it into my video editor. Cut the good parts out yeah. of it and throw the rest of it in the trash. But, but it's one of those things that like again, it's on my honorable mentions because it's not one of the best movies from that. Time, but it's one that I loved when uh, I was young, and I have seen many 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 times. And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Oh, that's just what painful. else you got. <laughs> my my honorable mentions. Uh, I've got two. Okay. 
Uh, one is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I've never really liked that movie. I like that movie. Spicoli. I really do not like Spicoli. That's a lot to do with it. <laughs> oh, That's a lot to do with it. Oh, I know one I forgot to put on here. And my, my second honorable mention is Creep Show. Okay. That's a good one. But I, I, Creep Show is. Here's another uh, 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 spoiler for Oktoberfest. We're going to do an episode about Creep Show because that oh. movie is just so good. Yeah, I know. Because I would know that. Don't even give me that. So it's a, <laughs> but I'm just saying for was, the audience. It's I was like, digging I through my stuff and found it. You found it? Day. Okay, yeah. I, I finally I finally got a copy of it on Blu-ray. So it's uh, uh it's hard to find. Yeah, it it's is. It's hard to find. It's not, it's not out of print, but it's not something you can just been, go over to. I haven't been able to find it on Blu-ray. I've yeah. got it on DVD. But it's not something you can just like go over to Best Buy and pick up either. No, so, no, I mean, it's, it's not. Uh, but it's a good movie. Stephen King and George, George Romero. Romero. Yep. Um, Before Tales from the Crypt. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, actually, no. You sure about that? Yes. Now, the show, Tales from the Crypt, yes. There was a Tales from the Crypt movie that came out in the 70s. Really? Yes. That is very much the Tales from the Crypt. Okay, I was so today year, today's year old when I found that out. Then. You're, you're not missing anything. It's pretty bad. Oh, so. okay. But, but there, was a, there was a movie that came out in the 70s that was, that's titled Tales from the Crypt. That is very much that EC Comics stuff. Gotcha. So uh, it's got the Crypt Keeper, you know, and all that. Okay. So it's a, not the one that we're used to. It's a different one, but it's what, there. What was the one that you were dying over because you forgot to put it on the list? One Crazy Summer. One Crazy Summer. Okay. Here's here's the thing. You you remember Better Off Dead. Yes. Okay. okay. John yes. Cusack. It was, direct, it was written and directed by Howlin... Who, who is it? What? Savage Steve Holland. Okay. Okay. Uh, Savage Steve Holland did a spiritual sequel called One Crazy Summer, like two years after that. Okay. That is John Cusack. <clears throat> the love interest is uh, Demi Moore. Okay. And Bobcat Goldwaith is in this movie. Okay. It is a wonderful movie. Like, it is just like, it's like that... You know that sequence in uh, Better Off Dead when he's in the burger place and he's cooking and he's having the whole, like, where he imagines the patty comes alive yes. and he's playing Van Halen and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Imagine a whole movie like that. That's basically what One Crazy okay, Summer no. is. <laughs> no. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. I'm sorry. So my, a... <laughs> my favorite part to Better Off Dead was every time the Carter with the big PA yeah, speaker. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That's a... This is Howard Cosell. I know. Cosell. The two brothers that learned yeah. to speak English by listening, by watching uh, Howard Cosell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it, um, yeah, One Crazy Summer. I can't, I if, if you'd given me two, if we had, if, if we had had two hours to sit here and put these together, I still would not have been able to put together just that. I know, I no. know you would. If I had given you two hours, you'd have wound up with a literal book of movies. I, I uh, mean, <laughs> I, uh, let's see here. What what year is this? Now, again, I went with movies that I watched a lot and loved. Oh, um, I, there, there's you know, a there's a list of movies that I could have done that with, and now, I didn't. I have it. You know, you start looking at like, okay, The Monster Squad, yeah, um, Little Shop of Horrors, um, Clue. Yeah, we didn't even mention Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Uh, My Science what? Project, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. You know, One Crazy Summer. These are all movies that most people are not. Iron Eagle. Yeah, I almost put Highlander. I almost put Iron Eagle on here because I again I watched that movie so many times. Uh, yeah, you know. Same with Highlander. I you see. I, I never was really a, got I into loved the Highlander, Highlander stuff. So uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I'm, I loved I'm that. Movie. Not a big fan of that. I, I'm either. just I'm just going know, off of this know, one I year. I know. Um, Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah. I, I say what you will. The Wraith. There's a movie that you. You, that we forgot about. That was definitely a USA Up All Night movie yeah, that I watched. Because that movie is weird as everything. It is and, weird. And by that, I mean it's not well put together at all. I still I enjoyed mean, the it's, movie. I know. It's Charlie Sheen, and early Charlie Sheen. Yeah, it is. Um, um, but yeah, that, that's our... Short Circuit was, this, was in... Short Circuit. Was, I think yeah, it's I, Short Circuit's a good movie, yeah. That, that was one that I really loved as a kid also. Crossroads. 
I liked that when I got older and really got into music a lot more than I liked it when it came when it was released. Now, Karate Kid, neither one I was put on here, which is something that, you know, Space Camp. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude, I loved Space Camp. I loved it. Young Walking Phoenix. Yeah, like a real young Walking Phoenix and um, Golden Child was the same yeah, year. See, we're talking. About we're Golden talking Child. about. Um, this was just in '86. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Golden Child. So what? No, Come on. I never, again, I never found it funny. So. Uh, that's just me. Yeah, I have my own. You, know, you didn't like Back to the Beach. I did. So you know that's. Uh, well, we we know what's wrong with you mentally <laughs> now. That's that's what the difference is. But like I said, if you look at my list, I have stuff that not the big popular movies. Yeah, the, but they're movies that I latched onto for whatever reason. So, oh, I I completely cut out every horror movie that I listed. Yeah, well, we're gonna come back we, to yeah. that. So it's uh, so. Anyways, that is our list of our favorite '80s movies. And some of some, our well, favorite 80s movies. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, as a matter of fact, that's what I'm going to call this. Some of our favorite 80s movies. <laughs> so, Absolutely. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, get in touch with us. Let us know what your favorite 80s movies are. You can get you can get us for email. It's projectgenxpod at gmail.com. All of our social media, whether it is Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, Twitter or Parlor or um, I don't know, do we have anything else? I'm sure we do. I don't. You know. can find us under Project Gen X Pod. Yeah, everything's under that. And of course, go to our our hub at caffeiningsleepingpills.com. And uh, there's going to be more coming up there. My internet is finally fixed. From I know you guys heard me talk about that before, but that finally it only took him three weeks. Dude, he but, got he got fiber, and I got, and I got fast internet and, on top of it all. And I did a speed <laughs> test, and I am thoroughly jealous right yeah, now. You have to me have to get that at your house. Your house I now. can't get fiber at my house. <laughs> well, don't worry. I found out that the reason why I have fiber at my house now is because AT and T was making me get it because they've been throttling my internet. Uh, they've, no, been they have, to, they've been doing it to everybody around they here to force them into it. They haven't just your internet. They were purposely oh, yeah. shutting it off oh, well, to no, irritate it, you. It, like, <laughs> they were shutting it off at 3 o'clock in the morning, and it didn't come back on until like 6 o'clock at night or later sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, this is irritating. So, And the technician flat told me that it was a forced like a forced upgrade. <laughs> AT&T. Less bars in yeah. more places. Well, apparently now I have all the bars. You, so. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. So anyways, guys, thank you so much. Uh, this is our last episode before we head into uh, Oktoberfest, and yes. we got some cool stuff coming up. Remember, we're going to do double episodes, and I say double episodes, that means twice a week. Yep. Um, and Tuesdays we're going to have fun because why, Dave? Because it's the most wonderful exactly. time of the year. Absolutely is. So everybody, thank you once again for listening. I am Alan Smith. And I'm Big Dave. And we'll see you next time. See you.